Yeah, what's a word prompt? Anyone? Say a word. Oh. Charmin Ultrasoft. Perfect. Here we go. Three, two. We actually just ran out of dryer sheets. And uh, you know how oh, when you move no. in when you're with your significant other, you start to like learn stuff about them? Learned that my uh, lovely girlfriend, Emily, has never used dryer sheets before and wasn't really sure like what the point of them were. So I felt pretty proud of introducing her some nice, soft-smelling fabric softener. Okay, I was really afraid that that story was going to go a different direction, but hold on one second. Hey! <laughs> Welcome to the Overtalking Podcast with your host, Kenny CJ. Say hi, CJ. Hi, guys. This is the show where we talk over TV shows and movies as chosen by our guests, and this week we watched Another Round. Had to check notes for the title of the movie. I was afraid that you had ran out of dryer sheets because you were using them as toilet paper. <laughs> why why that is, is that where your brain went? Uh, the word prompt was not dryer sheets. It's fabric softener or something. It's more or less the same. No, Charmin Ultrasoft is a toilet paper. <laughs> oh, I heard Charmin and that's where I went. You, you get that I don't have to do it exactly what they say, right, though? I'm usually making like an A to C connection, not, not just saying what they said. Yeah, but some, you usually leave in what the person says is the prompt. No. <laughs> I mean, you, you can try to say that you are being very abstract and, and, and getting complicated with it in an intelligent way, but I don't think that's what actually happened. I'm not trying to say any of that. I'm <laughs> saying that's confused. where my mind went immediately. I heard Charmin <laughs> and I thought dryer sheets. Don't know why. All right. Well, All right. I don't really use dryer, dryer sheets either, even though I know what they are and understand the purpose, but I, I don't use them. I, Hold I on. Before we dive them. too far into this, the, those voices you're hearing are Zach and Zach from the Have To Podcast. Welcome back, guys. Hi, boys. Thank you. What up? And should we say right now, if if we if this ends up happening, the point of this is a it's a crossover event. Well, we're gonna hopefully be on have to soon. Soon, <laughs> if, yes. If all of this um, still works in an hour, right? Right. I I did. This isn't my show to like wrangle or or say anything in front of. However, I do need to let your listeners know that there was extreme audio difficulties setting this thing up. Yeah, and CJ is irritable so when cj started talking about like fabric softener and not understanding what toilet paper is it's all because cj is like enraged he sees red right now he looks like he wants to punch a wall (sighs) this bro is not doing okay but we're all taking sips of alcohol and we're gonna have a good time and talk about this insane movie and then maybe make an episode of have to (laughs) after this depending on how rageful everybody is feeling by the end that i think that'll make for a great episode all of us just so angry and just shouting the entire time you don't think listeners would like that that's perfect should we, should we go around and say what we're sipping on okay which i think it's time it's time for our favorite segment what you sipping on play the bumper <laughs> what, what you, you sipping on, on? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, cj what you sipping on why don't you start oh, i'll start yeah sure okay. um i've got myself some koval bourbon whiskey just a little just a little whiskey on the rocks with just like a hint of water in there just mm. a little splash mm. nice Nice. What kind of cube are you rocking with? The 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 circular one, the big the big ball, mm, big large cube. ball, yeah, big ball ice cube. Uh, Ken, how about yeah. you? Okay, yeah. So uh, I hardly ever drink. Uh, so I dug in the back of my refrigerator and found a ruby grapefruit white claw. <laughs> Excellent flavor. Yeah, it's uh, delicious, and uh, that's all I got to say about it. Wait, you you hardly drink, as in like. It's it's like maybe once or twice a month you'll have like one drink. Oh no, longer than much, that. Much much more seldom than that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Holy I shit. I I get hangovers like so easily that it's just like not enjoyable for me to drink at all. So mm. yeah, my, my girlfriend and I we just don't really drink uh, at all. Yeah, unless it's like a special occasion, which I guess this is. 
That's right. Yeah. 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 What do you guys related? (laughs) I have a uh, Flossmore Station, which is a brewery in the south suburbs. Zephyr Lager. So it just tastes like Miller. Just beer. A beer beer. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Just tastes like, you know, standard ballpark brew. Nice. It's fine. Out of a plastic cup. I like it. Like you would at a ball game. Yes. Yeah. Zach? Yeah, I don't have any. I have an old-fashioned. It's with blade and bow. Have you guys hit a blade and bow before? No. Never. Oh, it's man. De- delish bourbon. And on the bottle, there's a, a tiny key off of a little uh, a little string. And if you collect enough of the keys and visit their distillery, supposedly you pop all the keys into some holes, and it opens up a secret compartment where you get a, a gift, which I think is probably just like a more... Uh, you know, secretive version of their alcohol. That's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Where are they? Where is their distillery? Uh, it, it's in uh, Kentucky. I think where where all of the bourbon is produced, the good bourbon. Yeah, yeah, well, that is cool. Nice. I, I have been enjoying hearing your your cocktail uh, making oh. stories on on Half Two. Is that is it actually enjoyable? Yeah, because like it's it's become a hobby of mine and. I don't. I mean, Ken, you listen to the show, but you're a non-drinker, so I'm interested in your perspective. Yeah. And CJ, you just said it's enjoyable. Yet, have you tried making one? Does it interest you in, at all in that way, or you just want to hear me speak about it? Yeah. Well, I mean, if I were to drink and, and I'm like out with friends or something, which you know hasn't happened in uh, over a year, but uh, yeah, I would get like a crazy, crazy drink, and it is actually enjoyable to hear you talk about the weird cocktails you're putting together. So, um, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think when you talk about it, it is cool to hear about. It. And then you send me Snapchats of new cocktails you make, and then you'll send in the chat how what it is and what's in it. Oh, it's it's good. It's a good series. Yeah, because and two, because you're not just like here are the ingredients and I made it and that's it. Like you talk about like how you made it, how it tastes, how enjoyable, how it compares to the other ones you've been making. It's not just like super straightforward and and boring. It's I just yeah. want to see. I just want to see a picture of it though. Like. Have you guys yeah. listened to podcasts where they have chapters and they can set a different like artwork for each chapter of the podcast? Listen, no, we so. put in 0% effort <laughs> into our program. I am not setting thumbnails to timestamps. I'm not expecting you to do that, but when I listen to a podcast that has like it's talking about like a a product or something and it shows up, it's like, "Oh, that's amazing." Uh, we also will never do that on this show because uh, timestamps and stuff are something we'll never keep track of. But well, because you ed- you don't really edit in post, right? A CJ does. Yeah, I do. You do like a foot. So you listen all the way through and like snip out things. Okay, because I was gonna say like you ha- you would have to like manually do that as you're listening back after. Yeah. Which hold on, what what kind of device are you listening to podcasts on, Ken? Because I'm imagining. The device I started listening to podcasts on was the iPod video back in 2006. (laughs) And I do remember looking at thumbnails pop up on that screen. And that was like a two-inch screen, you know, standard tube television quality. But are you listening in a normal application? Like, are you Spotify podcast listener? I'm using uh, Pocket Casts. Like, here's an actual example. Hell yeah. It's not going to show up. But yeah, like, it usually has the, the album or the podcast artwork, but... If it has chapters, it can uh, show that. This isn't going to stay in because this doesn't make any sense to someone listening. But uh, yeah. Email at overtalkingpod at gmail.com or have to podcast at gmail.com or both to let us know if you would like us to start including chapters in either <laughs> one or both of these podcasts because we'll do it. 
And I'm committing to that as the person who doesn't edit. Yeah, I was going to say Will as in the other Zach, right? So the one who actually edits. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 What a bastard. But we're talking about booze and it, it flows right into this film. Do we want to talk about the movie or yeah. should we just not you know discuss what? it? We will talk all? about the movie. Just We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back on the Over Talking podcast. We can just go in. There, there's no English version of the trailer, so I don't think I'm going to put anything oh, in. Good call. All right. Yeah, let's talk about the movie. Yeah, we watched uh, another round. Which of you two wants to quickly explain what the movie's about for someone who's never heard or seen this movie? I'll do it since uh, Zach explained. What was it that you guys watched? Twister? No. Fear. Roller coaster. Fear. Roller That's coaster. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A roller coaster. You remember the important part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll explain. All right. 30 uh, seconds on the clock. Ready. Go. Bunch of teacher friends decide at a dinner in which they basically are within their uh, midlife crisis that they're going to start drinking to exactly or close to 0.05% blood alcohol concentration at all times or most of the time and stop drinking at 8 p.m. Uh, because there was some philosopher or some sort of uh, person who had a theory, it was like uh, Soderbergh, basically, that that everybody needs to be at that point blood alcohol. One. Yeah, Zach, I mean, anything to add? I, you know, it's an interesting concept. This is one of those movies where I saw the trailer and I was like, this is my shit. And I even told people about the movie before seeing it, you know, and I was actually pumped that it was chosen for this, this episode. And I think, you know, at the forefront, that concept of, of keeping a particular blood alcohol content all day and it being some sort of pseudo-scientific endeavor is really interesting conceptually, but really... It's a character study of four middle-aged men going through a midlife crisis that are like extraordinarily depressed and unhappy with their existence. And it is crazy. And it turns out I like it even, and I'm spoiling my number at the end. Well, I won't say the actual number, but like, I like the movie way more for how deep it actually is. And it's not just that sort of fun adventure that you think it will be when you first enter. I'm glad you say that because I thought you the way the way you started that little synopsis I thought you were, were going to say you didn't like it. So oh, because it's like more deep than I wanted. I wanted a dumb dumb comedy with them just drinking booze and having fun all day. <laughs> when you started off by saying that it seemed like it was your jam that people drink all day, it seemed like you were going to say but and then mm. uh, I saw a description of this movie and it said it was a coming of age story in reverse. <laughs> I like Does that. Does that seem correct? Yeah, that would be Benjamin Button. Yeah, I just got goosebumps. I like I like that a lot. I'm realizing um, we're going to run into an issue considering both of your names are Zach, so it's hard to address one or the other. So considering <laughs> one of you is currently a father and the other is going to be a father, mm, I'm nice. going to say the current daddy, Zach, will be referred to as Zaddy. And the other one is maybe either future daddy or just Zach. Just Zach probably would for ease. That works. <laughs> He's also a doctor, so you could say Dr. Zach if you Dr. Like. Zach, that's right. That's uncomfortable for me, though. <laughs> speak on that why is that because like it's not even i don't know no one likes to be called a doctor except for like physicians that are over the age of 40 those are the only people that like being called doctor are you one of those people that you think like only medical doctors should be referred to as doctors uh no definitely not okay definitely not. because i mean that's like i have a problem with this like the pedestal that physicians get put on and that's and only calling them doctor is like part of that. Because you wrote that op-ed piece about Jill Biden, right? That was you, <laughs> Doctor Jill Biden. That's right. <laughs> You're in the camp that she shouldn't go by that. That's an interesting I'm take. Def- definitely not in that camp. <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
Is this what this is going to be like? <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is the show. God damn it. Uh, another round. Yeah. So would you guys ever try this? Would you ever just try to go to work with just a very low level amount of alcohol in your system? I think it'd be significantly more dangerous for one of you. <laughs> I mean, yes. But also yeah. what human being would actually try this? Right. I, yeah. The thought of it makes me sort of sick to my stomach. Just the thought of being like drunk all day for a week straight is no. Oh, yeah. I When I drink, I would say that I only get to a point where I feel like very good like 40% of the time. The rest of the time, it either makes me feel tired or it like I don't even feel anything at all. Like I don't get a buzz at all. So like I the whole time I was I was watching this, I'm like, what kind of like what kind of people just like it always makes them feel good to drink all the time. Like I would not feel good. It wouldn't be helpful. So it, it's I would not. I will say I've definitely been drunk at work, but I didn't show up that way. <laughs> like I'll go to lunch, have some drinks, and then continue the rest of the afternoon with a, a very heavy buzz going on the rest of the day. But that was because I like Dude. went out with coworkers and we all got yes. drunk at lunch. Yeah. How good is a boozy lunch on a work day? Yeah. That is killer. I wish I could partake in something like that. <laughs> yeah. But then you're like, you want to go to bed at like five because you're just like, because then you've yeah. stopped drinking and you're just back at the office for another five hours or whatever. Yeah. That's like the time that I went to a Cubs game in like... Zach was there, and it was like at one in the afternoon, and I got like obliterated. Got home somehow, fell asleep, and woke up to the Pequods man at my door. And I remember it was like four o'clock, five p.m., and I was like, I was like ready to sleep for the rest of the day. It's like day drinking it was brutal. I mean, you were also shirtless sleeping at the Cubs game, so I mean, <laughs> you didn't start sleeping when you got home, dude. You were already dead asleep mid game, two forty-five p.m. Dead. I told you, like drinking makes me tired a lot of it. <laughs> so that's why, like, I'm not going to drink at my job, or at least not if it's not meant for that, like you guys talk about with the lunches. Yeah. I mean, it is a depressant. That's, yeah, that's what it does. <laughs> it will put you to sleep. <laughs> that is for sure. But it seemed to me that they, um, for like, all the way till uh, two thirds of the way through the movie, or maybe even like 90% of the movie, I didn't get any, like any sort of sense that the movie was concluding that that wasn't a good idea. Like, it honestly seemed to be helpful. Right. Like, that kid at the end who had test anxiety. Like, moral of the story with that to me is that do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, d- drink. The whole movie is is basically a, a poster for drinking. I mean, aside from the one dude dying, it's, yeah, just keep drinking. <laughs> yeah, Spoiler. just that small detail. You just gloss over the, you know, complete alcoholism that came out of this. Uh, yeah, it's totally fine. They did say that at one point that... You know, they wouldn't recommend it because of, you know, the tendency that to push towards alcoholism if you do it. But I think that they just messed up in that they decided to start increasing the blood alcohol level that they were going to target. They should have just kept it at 0.05 and they would have been fine. Yeah, just a slight buzz throughout the day. Normally I come on this show and I don't want to talk about the movie at all. Like I would like to shoot the shit with you, Ken and CJ. But this movie has like kept me in my toes. I've been thinking about it nonstop. I've been reading in- interpretations on the internet. I was like looking at random subreddits, reading other random people's interpretations. It's so good to me. I And I also don't know how to interpret it myself because it, we'll talk about the ending later, 
But the movie, through and through, it does seem like a love letter to alcohol, but it's also speaking on alcoholism itself. So there is a darkness there, but there is also that lightness. And I didn't understand the message, especially with that ending. Like, I was lost. Same. And I I really do want to discuss this movie with you guys, because I feel like I want to know how you interpreted it. I, I was, like, trying to figure it out myself, because... It seemed to be, with the exception of the guy who died, and it seemed like it was suicide, right? Maybe. When, ambiguous. It was ambiguous, yeah. but it seemed like he drove his boat out, and they didn't show him getting into any sort of accident. So it seemed like that he might have done it himself. Um, but to me, other than that component of it, it seemed like they were saying that, you know, if you have, you know, if you have run into stagnancy in your life, and you've, you know really doing the same thing all the time, you're miserable, your relationships are are kind of flat, that you should do some sort of major uh, upheaval in your life to like flip it all up and, and, and bring it back into excitement again. And I don't know if that means to drink more <laughs> or do just like, you know, turbocharge your your day-to-day in, in some other way than drinking. I, I don't know. That's what it seemed like to me was trying to say. Yeah, for sure. I, Aside from the ending and, well, I mean, maybe also the ending. I, we'll get to that in a second. And again, the guy who may have fallen off the boat or killed himself. Um, yeah, there, there's several points in this movie where they specifically say, like, people who drink more lead better lives. And they even draw a comparison between, like, Winston Churchill and Hitler, and Hitler, like, rarely drank, which says uh, is a horrible thing for me to even be talking about as someone who doesn't drink at all. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, they, they, they kept showing examples of how it just helps you again with the kid who was nervous doing the test. He just took a several swigs of vodka and that was all good. So <laughs> crush yeah. that test. <laughs> I, I, I will say like, I think as somebody who has performed in front of people, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I think there is a, definitely a sweet spot, like for for performance anxiety, like may, like one beer, maybe two or something like that, just like taking the edge off a tiny bit, so you're not in your own head or like second guessing yourself. It, I think, mm. it does help with that. But then it's it's yeah. it's finding that line and not crossing it, which is what I think the movie shows pretty well is that they went way over the line. Well, and they might, what they might have been trying to say with that is that alcoholism truly is a a a disease. Yeah. It's actually a health problem because only one of them ended up going that route truly and not being able to control it. And then it ended up messing up his life. And it didn't seem to be that he was any different than the rest of them in terms of how much he was drinking or whatnot or how he was approaching it or or, or whatnot. He just ended up going down that path just because that was the tendency that he had, the predisposition he had. So, it, yeah, maybe they were trying to say like, Alcohol is good, and if it turns out that you are an alcoholic or not, well, I would say probably you have alcoholism. Uh, that you know, that's something that is should not be blamed on that person, and it, it should be treated as such. So maybe I don't I don't know if that's what they meant. I have no idea. 
How good was that one sequence where they were getting smashed on Sazeracs and just dancing to <laughs> vinyl records? Yeah. Like that to me, I wrote in my notes, I was like, this has got to be the peak of the movie because it's all downhill from here. Like I, yeah. you know, some shit is going to happen. They're all like loving their lives, dancing around. It even gets crazy after that sequence when they go out and they go to bars and they go to that grocery store and then that dude drops the bottle and he's like, <laughs> crawling on the ground it's like so anxiety provoking this movie to me was excruciating at times like it was rough to watch that sequence was the best when they're going to try to catch fresh cod just out of the whatever body of water that is they just kept saying fresh cod just fresh cod fresh cod fresh cod i was like all right like is this like a a danish thing like to just say whatever you're doing over and over again or are they just being weird like (laughs) just hammered and don't know what to say they're very fixated on that one idea dabbing the water so yeah watching that grocery shopping scene and i'm sure you guys can relate like yeah just gave me anxiety because i've definitely been in that situation where like i'm with a friend and they're hammered and i'm like come on please just get your shit together so we can get out of here like buy the thing and let's leave like stop being a nuisance and annoying these people like everybody Wait a in here, you've you. never been that person yourself. I don't think so. I don't get like. I think I've maybe blacked out once, if that. I don't. I get. I've gotten very drunk before, definitely. But I. I don't think I've been where like I can't walk straight or anything like that. And I'm like <laughs> in a grocery store trying to buy mac and cheese or whatever, and like falling over. <laughs> Excuse me. Where's the boxes of this stuff that I like? And you bring it. And how much? Tell me. Just tell me how much it costs. <laughs> I, everybody's done, done that. I don't. I don't believe it's CJ. I don't believe. <laughs> no, because I go in there with a mission. I know what I want. I know where it is. I don't need. To, I don't need help from anybody. I'm in and out. <laughs> I've I've definitely had some moments where I was so embarrassed for myself later after I you know came to. Was it maybe like that one time you were shirtless <laughs> sleeping at the Cubs game? <laughs> no, that I didn't get. Wasn't embarrassed about that because I was obnoxious, but I wasn't. Not, no. Maybe your maybe I was embarrassed like for how your sister was there and and she probably was like what the fuck because she I don't think she knows me that well but otherwise yeah you were, I think you were trying to feed her chicken nuggets but it oh, turned man. out they were um they were cheese curds but you kept calling them chicken <laughs> nuggets it, it, dude, I'm just I'm just clowning you it wasn't embarrassing you should not feel embarrassed about that during pharmacy school I was in an Uber with three other people we were all hammered. And we were like screaming at this Uber driver to um, take us to the McDonald's drive-through and go through the drive-through, you know, the Uber driver. Yeah. And he wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it. And the next day, I woke up and my my Uber rating was like way lower. <laughs> just, just ruined. <laughs> Wonder why? Yeah. Huh. So I'll never have a five again. There's nothing worse than getting into an Uber with like a bunch of drunk friends and maybe you yourself are not that drunk and it's on your name uh-huh. and you just know they're going to ruin you yeah. like i if i'm not the drunk one i don't suggest picking up the uber from everybody it's like no no, no someone else is getting this i don't want to take that hit on my score right yeah. totally yeah i've i've definitely i i'm thinking of one example specifically getting a coworker home uh actually <laughs> my zoom background is delilah's in chicago it was leaving this bar and I was instructed by our like boss's boss to make sure he got home okay. And so I I put like dropped him off first, but literally like we pulled up in front of his place. He was basically more or less passed out in the back seat. And I had to like wake him up to just be like, get the fuck out, like you're home. Just get out of the car. I wanna leave. I wanna go home. And I hate having to be that person. 
but I also don't want to be the super drunk person and get taken care of. Yeah, it's true. I thought there was going to be a, a vomit in that story in some capacity. <laughs> there, I was just waiting for there it. There was a moment where like he made a noise and the driver like immediately like whipped his head back and was like, "What was that?" I was like, "I think he's fine." I like he didn't puke, but it was it was very very close. Oh God. Wait, so have any of you yacked in or around an Uber before? I've, I've yacked out of a moving taxi, I believe. And somebody's car, and I was in the backseat. Oh, that, that yeah. Uh, yeah, I, so since I don't drink often, when I do, I have, like, no control over, like, how much to drink correctly. And, again, also, I was way younger, too. But, yeah, also a reason why I don't, don't do that all the time. It's not that fun to throw up everywhere all the time. Uh. Oh, it's horrible. I, I did throw up out of an Uber once. It was a minivan, and it had one of those slide doors. And we were, like, barrowing down Clark at, like, 45 miles per hour. And I'm just, my head is, I'm surprised I didn't get, like, clipped by a parked oh, car. Shit. But I, I was yakking out <laughs> of that moving hereditary. thing. It was aggressive. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hereditary. Good call. Horrible uh, imagery in my head, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever puked in an uber or like around one or, or anything i've puked in an uber before and i was drunk enough where i thought if i pull if i put my sleeve up to my face i would be able to catch oh, all of it no. so bad <laughs> I, I don't think i got the cleaning fee though i don't think the uber cleaning fee got charged to me when that happened just that amazing uber rating keeps going down huh <laughs> yeah i uh back to the movie yeah uh one thing that i think also helped this movie a ton is just scandinavia like mm. Yes. Their houses were so badass and cool, and they were like small, little, modest homes, but they looked like, you know, something out of a catalog, all of them. It's fucking awesome. Or that in school, the teacher can acknowledge that the students are getting drunk every weekend <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. high school. Yeah. yeah. How, how often do you drink? Oh, yeah, Thursdays, Fridays, sometimes Saturdays, uh, some usually Sunday. Like, yeah. Yeah, kid listing that he was drinking six nights a week, essentially, or something like that. I don't think I'd ever heard Mads Mikkelsen uh, speak his native tongue. I hadn't either. I don't think I've ever seen Mads Mikkelsen not play a bad guy. Yeah, he was (laughs) so good in this. Yeah, for sure. The best. Yeah. I was just about to say, how sensual is Mads Mikkelsen? (laughs) That oh, the dance at the end was incredible. Yeah, so let, let's talk about the Are we going to go the there? Ending. Are yeah, we doing let's it? Do it? So, I, I mean, it's not even really that big of a spoiler because nothing really happens, but like also everything happens. So just a quick recap. He's more or less like separated from his wife at this point, Matt Spengelson's character. And uh, he's out like mourning his friend who died with the other three guys. And, and they see all the people that they helped graduate high school out partying and then they go party with them and then uh, Mads Mikkelsen does this sick ass dance. That dance was legitimately great. Yeah, it was it was like ballet, but like, I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what to call it. I don't know, but jazz, jazz ballet, jazz, yeah. jazz ballet, as they said. as they oh, okay. called it. In, but he's also in doing this and avoiding like texting back his his wife at the same time. It's it's such a strange ending and i'm not well really she sure texted that she was maybe considering getting back right right and so i thought it was just him celebrating that text that yeah he yeah. was like fuck yeah ken i thought you were gonna say he was dancing while avoiding spilling his drink <laughs> <laughs> that too yeah and he was doing flips and stuff man that was it was really good yeah it was awesome all right yeah, zach, it, was, it was super important zach what do you think of the ending because i know you <laughs> well, said you have to, a lot trying to, to get me it. into it and i guess i should say zaddy sorry 
<laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I So I liked this movie up until that point, and this ending blew me away. Like, literally left me on my couch with all the hairs standing on my body. I didn't know that was happening. I didn't know anything about this movie, especially where it was going. And like I said before, it was like very anxiety provoking to me. I, I had this weird connection in my head where I thought of it in a similar fashion to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is a very strange connection. But that movie to me was super mysterious yet predictable. Like you kind of knew where it was going. You knew there would be like violence or something bad that happens. Yet it was super anxiety provoking and it like it kind of kept you on the edge and you were nervous of what was going to happen. Like I thought that little child with the glasses specs was going to like drink alcohol or get hurt under oh, the yeah. coach's watch. Like yeah. they, they kind of like led you down these paths to make you nervous. And connecting it back to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, when I finished that movie, I felt so much better about it. I was like, oh, now I know where it goes. I don't feel nervous thinking about it or watching it. I can go back and just enjoy it 10 out of 10. This movie, I feel the same way about. And when this fucking ending hit me, it made this movie go from like a six or a seven out of 10 to like way higher. It blew me away. I honestly think it's one of the best endings I've seen in a very long time. And it, I don't even understand it fully. Like I said, I was reading random subreddits about people's interpretations. But it just like gave me such a visceral reaction. I just loved it so much. What were some of the interpretations? I'm just curious. I'm going to butcher them. I don't even want to do it. Like Everybody should Google this thing. There's some like really long think pieces about how people interpreted it. My, my favorite one is that sort of midlife crisis sort of uh, interpretation where uh, at the end that dance sort of represents them figuring out that they can't look back and, and worry about what's happened and why they can't be young and, and experience that sort of life anymore. They have to look ahead and just, you know, enjoy what they have. They've now figured it out enough through this experience. And now they have to like, you know, I, I, I can't do it. I'm butchering. But there are some really interesting things. Another person thought that when he jumped off the dock and then the, uh, the film freezes, they thought he was jumping to his death. And that he was jumping into the unknown abyss, just dead. Zero percent like, chance that that's true. No, no. I yeah. don't know, man. It kind of it kind of works. If you want to go into this ending thinking it's like a dark, dreary, negative type of end, you totally can. It's a you know, it's a statement on alcoholism. Right. That I thought it. I didn't think there was any way it could end happily. This was the exact opposite of an ending than I would ever imagine this movie to have. You know, it, it it to me it was like breathing life. It was like this is exciting. This is he's he's taking his life back. He's happy about everything. Everything's working out. It was shocking to me that that happened at all in a movie like this. That's that's incredible that you interpreted it that way. I I interpreted it a completely different way. I I did think it was kind of negative. I, I thought that he was considering like not drinking with his friends anymore, and he he like stepped away at one point. And then he he saw the text from his wife and was texting her back. And I, I thought he was going to be like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. And then he like slips back into it and starts drinking heavily with all the, the younger folks. And I'm like, oh shit, he's not texting her back anymore. He like looks at his phone at one point, doesn't do it. And just does this awesome dance, which I, I thought was amazing still in that he's clearly enjoying himself. But I thought it was more that he's choosing alcohol over his family. I don't know. Mm. I, I'm probably way off, but 
that's kind of how I no, it. That's the best part of this type of ambiguous ending. No one's wrong. No one's right. Yeah. It's whatever you want the ending to be. Right. You could have a dark, dreary ending. I would love to have a nice, happy, positive one. Like Mads Mikkelsen is just going to drink booze all the time now and have his life back. Like, good for this guy. <laughs> a win-win. <laughs> yeah. It's the yeah, I think I, it seemed like a celebration to me. And him jumping into the water, I just don't see how that would be uh, him jumping to his death. Because his wife just texted him positive stuff. He was just dancing in like the most excited way possible. And it, it seemed like the overall tone was that, you know, we had a we had a casualty to this situation, but overall we're you know, we're looking forward, like you were saying. With uh you know, it, it is what it is type of thing and, and, and going forward with your life regardless. So yeah, I thought it was I thought it was positive ending. I, I like that way better than what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely felt amazing at the ending right there. Yeah. Like, you know when you turn on a song that you haven't listened to in a while, but it was a song that is all, you've always loved a lot, and you hadn't listened to it for a while, and then you listen to it again, and you're like, oh, that's right. This song is the best. You know, you, you do that. That's what I felt like at the end of this movie when he was dancing like that. Same feeling. Interesting. The best. Yeah, to Zach's point, I, yeah, there are no wrong answers, and I, I kind of... I, I think that was the way to go. Like, I think if they gave a clear ending, it wouldn't have been as good. If they if they showed him then, like, going to meet his wife and them trying to work on things, like, I don't think I would have liked it as much. Totally. It's yeah. better this And way. if he had jumped into the water, and they show him jumping into the water, and then, like, kind of, like, you know, smiling and laughing from the water down below, that would have been cheesy and tacky as shit. So. Yeah. Freezing it's perfect. Yeah. And likewise, if you saw him jump into the water and he never comes back up, that also would have been <laughs> yes. a different idea. <laughs> yeah, just somber ending. Credits roll slowly. Yeah. Music immediately how, um, changes. How terrible but amazing was that song that he was dancing to? It turns out that's some like uh, European club anthem that yeah. that people go that, that's been around for a while, but honestly, it's one of the worst songs I've ever heard. Yet by the end of it, when I saw him dancing, I was like, "I'm downloading this and listening to it every day, and probably doing jazz ballet to it in my home." I liked yeah. it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that I did like that song. It does seem like one of those ones, though. Like, uh, what was that um, electronic song from like 2001 that? Got played eight thousand gajillion times to the point of misery. Sandstorm. Oh god! Oh, yeah. To me, that seems Ugh. like that that song at the end could be like that of Europe, based on what you just said, Zach or Zaddy. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I think it's I think it's Sandstorm. Something I literally just learned last night that there are official lyrics to that song, and it's really? just da 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 over and over again. It's just D-A-D-A-D-A. <laughs> but, like, the artist confirmed it, or, or somebody wrote them out, and they were they said, like, yeah, that seems right. Like, that's that's what the that lyrics are. That seems right. Yeah. Jeez. Dang, that seems like some pretty good trivia, but you know what else is some pretty good trivia? Hey, did you know that? God, I'm crushing these segues. Not really. Um, hey, so this is the trivia portion of our show, where we put our guests and CJ heads to heads to see who knows the most about what we watched zaddy zach cj are you three ready ready yes all right first question um and you all can just answer and then i'll just tell you who's who's correct 
Uh, what is the legal drinking age in Denmark? 18. Yeah, probably 18. 16? 16 is correct. Dang. Wow. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, like, that would be why they were, they were so casual about Was I 18 yeah. in high school? When did you turn 18? Senior year, yeah. Senior year? Oh, so I guess that could make sense. All right. Uh, Zaddy's got a point. Also, that was a total guess. I didn't cheat. I didn't look at IMDb trivia. Sure. I know that Ken sure. does this shit. <laughs> you already admitted looking at... to looking a lot of stuff up online about this movie. So Only interpretations, and I couldn't even explain a single one of them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, the Danish title for this movie is Druk. Or Druk? I don't know. What is the What does that translate to in English? This is multiple choice. Uh, yeah. Is it A, drink, B, boozing, or C, drunk? C drunk okay that's also my guess but that seems too straightforward i i actually looked this up and uh the direct translation is binge drinking so none of the above (laughs) (laughs) Uh, boozing was what i was looking for but yeah or binge drinking yeah both both so i will definitely accept that as as the answer since you're Mm. definitely right i i looked that up because i saw that it was called druk in in the danish version and I thought that would just translate to just drunk. And I was like, what the hell would they call a movie drunk? And then it comes over to the English side and they ch- change it to another round. Drunk is such a better title. But binge drinking is like, mm. yeah. yeah. I do like drunk. That'd be a good, good right. alternate title. Did you guys see Drunk? That was such a great movie. <laughs> yeah, nice and simple. <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, how long do you think it took to shoot the ending dance scene? Was it one sh- shot? No. No? No. How long? I have no idea. 30 minutes. I did see a clip of Mads Mikkelsen practicing in like a studio with an actual dancer. You did? Cool. Yes. Damn. I I looked it up after the movie. Um, He was a... Well, maybe this is a trivia question. I might have fucked this up, Ken. No, But he was a professional dancer for 10 years. Still still good. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Thank goodness. I don't know how long it took to film that. Maybe like a week. Okay. I would say probably like a full a full shooting day, like a full work day. Okay. I guess Zach is closest. I'll give you the point. It was two days or like like 10 full hours. So, wow. yeah. Because they probably choreographed that. And like when him, he was like jumping in and out of that bus, that was, I mean, that was some good shit. <laughs> wonder if there are any outtakes of that we can find online, like him oh, tripping so. over the bench or not making Hitting a his lead. head on the bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to see the practicing video too. And that sounds... Awesome. Just watching Mads Mikkelsen dance is the best. Yeah, he seems just so serious and like intimidating to me. That guy, his look is just hardcore. And so to see him like lighthearted like that is amazing. All right, next question. Prior to this movie, Mads Mikkelsen did dance for quite a while, but had not danced in this manner, at least. I'm sure he danced for like weddings or whatever. But uh, this like full out in this style in how many years, roughly? 23 he's like in his 50s right so uh, yeah I'd say like 26 is it closest or is this price is right yeah we'll go closest to whatever the imdb trivia said for this which probably i'll say 13 years okay zach you get another point it was uh i have 30 years so wow we're definitely 30 damn oh, wait how old is he actually yeah see that 55. seems five he's 55 five so Wow, so he's he 25 years old. Yeah, All right, how are we doing on points? It's three to one to zero. Okay, uh, <laughs> I think this is pretty much in the bag, but we'll do one final question. 
What is the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter score in percentage? Closest without going over. Zach, since you're in the lead, uh, either one of uh, you, you get to go first, actually. I will go 92. Do you, did you cheat? Do you know this? I bet I it's already, like in I your looked app it up. right I, now. I, I look up every movie yeah. I watch on Rotten <laughs> I mean, Tomatoes. It's, it's I, definitely 92. So. <laughs> Great. You're a real piece uh, of shit. You should have known there was Zach's trivia the winner, in this. So. <laughs> But I, I would not count this as like me winning that though because I these are things I, I looked up because of genuine curiosity okay. prior to this show. That that makes me happy to hear that it's that high though. I'm glad yeah. it's a, it got in the nineties at least. Do you yeah. know what the audience score was on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh no. I think it was like eighty eight maybe. I, that's a guess though. I don't yeah, what, know. Yeah, what do you all think? Ninety four. Okay. Yeah, it's gotta be maybe eighty five. Yeah, you guys are all pretty close. Ninety one. Yeah, definitely well liked. We'll see if it wins Oscar any nominated. Awards. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what's nice. it nominated for? It's like best adapted screenplay or something like that. I don't remember. I don't remember. Either. That's a good cue yeah. that we should have known that for trivia. Come on, Ken. Only Where there was notes? a way to look this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have another fact, but it's like sad, and I didn't want to work into a question. But uh, the the director's daughter was supposed to be the other son of Mads Mikkelsen, and uh, they got four days into shooting and she got killed in a car accident oh um and that's what that's, that's what terrible into at the end Ida. wow yeah that's that's awful the the director is partners with lars von trier right in like a some he they like founded this like type of school of film or something right. zach you zaddy you would know this the best oh man now you're taking me back to uh college what was that called dogma dogma there was like yeah. a number to it Do- dog psychopaths thomas vinterberg the nominee was he... for best director speaking of which and uh international feature film ah hmm. thank you cj yes well I, th- I think it's time for ratings 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 uh let's go zach since you won you can go first what would you rate uh, another round for you on a scale of one to ten uh, I would probably I would probably give it a a nine. Dang, dang, that's pretty high. It, it was like I there's very few movies that I want to watch more than once, and when a movie is is a movie that I want to watch again, it's it's up into the stratosphere of review for me, and this would be one of them. Nice, cool. All right, Zeddy. Um, like I think <laughs> it never gets old. It's really good. <laughs> I'm glad that it's actually being utilized. Thank you, CJ, for pushing that forward. <laughs> You're welcome. I think I think it's in the nines for me too. Normally, I'm a zero to ten human, zero or ten human being. I'm gonna give it a, an honest score here because I think it deserves one because it's a, a really well put together film that just kind of shook the shit out of me by the end of it. I think it's like a nine one. All right, Damn. all right, Siege. Yeah, I checked uh, Letterbox to see what I because I, I watched this a few weeks ago. Yeah, I think. I think I gotta at least give it like an eight and a half, maybe higher after talking about it. I'm remembering how much I enjoyed it. And yeah, I probably would watch this again if like somebody hadn't seen it, then I would definitely like watch it with them. So maybe, yeah, maybe it should be a nine. Maybe I should up that. Let's, yeah, why not? Let's go, let's go nine. <laughs> let's, let's be in the handholding club. Yes. I'm doing a nine. I'm probably gonna rewatch this or at least maybe like the last 45 minutes of it again, like almost for sure within the next few days i think i'll probably now after talking about this at least look up the dance scene at the end i'll yeah. re i'm going to rewatch that for sure i might start at the first dance scene uh with the, all of them drinking the sazerac and then to the end from there nice ken 
For me, you know, I'm right there with you, Siege. I, I was originally going to do 8.5. This, I mean, this is clearly a high-quality movie. I think there's something about movies with subtitles that make me require me to be present the entire movie Yeah, uh, that locks me in a little bit better. And yeah, this was really enjoyable to watch. Uh, I am floored by the ending. It was just all around just a, a really gripping and great movie. Um, yeah, full full nine for me too. Wow, look yeah. at us! Whoa, dang, that's that's making the best best of your list. I think sure. all nines across the board. Yeah, and a nine one. Sorry, <laughs> no, that's good. Can't give a rookie score. No. <laughs> yeah, even even numbers are rookie scores, right? Yep. I, yeah, that's I guess it. so. <laughs> for Portnoy. <laughs> well, Zach, Zaddy, thank you for joining us. <laughs> uh, what do you guys want to? I feel like this show has had this vibe of like, like we're all slightly worried about what the other person is thinking about <laughs> what we're about to say or something. Like, I don't understand why this vibe is happening, but it, it's kind of funny to me. It's like kind of hilarious because we're all well, too polite it, and we don't yeah. want to step yes. on each other's toes. Yes, we're, we're all like yes. there's a lot yeah. of people to have on a podcast and to not talk over. Here each it goes. Other. Now we're talking yeah, over each other. Just trying to say whatever you want. All the plugs right now. Just whatever. Have to podcast at gmail dot com. What you know. What's your stuff? Four seven four six one nine five nine eight. Instagram at have to podcast. Twitter at have to podcast. We don't do social media. Like, why even push it? <laughs> don't even say it, dude. We make a show sometimes. It's called Have to. Ken and CJ are hopefully about to be on it, unless they're actually mad at us and this was a shit show and they don't want to do <laughs> ours next. We'll see. So keep an eye out on our feed if you care. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we're gonna do it right now. And as we always say. Let's dance. All right, play that song now from the movie. Yeah. And it's playing right now. Someone, and we're all dancing around. Don't remember what it was. Yeah, we're all dancing. They just, the listeners can't see it. We're all grooving. Bye. Bye. This episode of the Overtalking Podcast was edited and produced by Ken and CJ. This week's guests were Zach and Zach from the Have To Podcast. Music by Justin Peters. Logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs. <laughs>